Glory to God. So we're going to talk about love today. It's Valentine's Day on a Sunday. So it's a perfect time to talk about God's love and how he loved us. The true meaning of love. The world has a lot of meanings about love and, and a lot of meanings about Valentine's. And uh, uh, we can see that. It's commercialized. We, you buy it. It's, all, it's a heart shape everywhere, right? And, uh, but there's a deeper meaning that we really have to understand when it comes to love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him would have everlasting life and would be forever with him in heaven. That's how much God loves you today. So if nothing else, you need to understand this morning that God loves you and he wants to love you. And if we allow his love in our life, we will gain the knowledge of a deeper understanding of God more than we could ever have just by knowing him as something we read in a book or or, or something that's far away beyond our understanding. We, he wants to love you in a personal way. So we're going to talk about that this morning. Uh, we'll be in the book of John. And it, it comes to no surprise to me that in the book of John, it's chapter 14. Valentine's Day falls in the 14th. And it's by no coincidence that in the Bible... It's John 14 that talks about God's love for us and uh, in the following chapters. I encourage you to read all this in full context in the Bible today to really gain an understanding of what God did and what He does and what He wants to do in your life through His everlasting love for you. John 14, 15, 16, and 17. Those are the chapters that speak about this. We're going to hit some of the main points that He shares with us in John chapter 14. So three things this morning that I want to bring to you. Number one, God loves us by His desire to communicate all things through His Son, Jesus. He, he wants to communicate with you. He wants to have conversations with you. When we talk about loving somebody, we talk about somebody that we can talk to, we can always listen to, they listen to us. That's what God wants to do. That's how He wants to love you. Just like that. A relationship where He communicates with you and shares things with you. Uh, number two, God loves us by showing it. He sent His Son to die for us. And then His Son taught us how to love. The life of Jesus is an example for us to how to love people. Amen? Uh, number three, God loves us by praying for us. Don't you know that God prays for you? His Son Jesus makes intercession for you daily. He, he loves you so much that he, that he dedicates time to pray for you. So I want to talk about those things this morning. Uh, starting in John chapter 14, verse 6. So God has a desire to communicate all things to us. You know, a lot of times we think, I'll never get what God wants me to do in my life. Well, yes, you can get what God wants for you to do for, for you to do for Him. Because He's telling you, He will tell you, and He lined it out in His holy word. And when we get in touch with this, we understand our purpose and our will and the, His will for our life. So John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's Jesus saying this. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And, and, and when you begin to read in John 14, this is where Jesus is preparing his disciples for, for what's about to happen to him. He's laying it all out for them. He's saying, I'm, I'm going to communicate all this to you so that you understand when things happen, you'll know 
that I had already told you and prepared you. That's how much God loves us. He's going to prepare you for the days to come in your life. We have no idea what the future holds for us, but God does. And so when we really communicate with God, when we allow His Holy Spirit to speak into our lives through His Word, through prayer, through fasting, through dedicating our time with Him, He's going to prepare you for what's to come. Just like He did His disciples the day he prepared, the days he prepared them before the time he was betrayed, before the time he was persecuted and ultimately gave his life on the cross. He prepared his disciples for all that ahead of time. And then once it happened, they realized this is everything he told us about. He said this would happen. And then it all culminates up to that point where he comes back and shows himself to them. And, 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 they, and they get to experience the true love of God in that way and God wants to do that for you there's so many things God wants to show you and share with you he wants to prepare you for what's to come amen so he loves us that way uh, John 14 10 says this believest thou not that I am the father the father the father in me the words that I speak unto you I speak not of myself but the father that dwelleth in me he doeth the works. Again, Jesus is revealing things to his disciples. He said, he said, how do you, how, how is it that you're asking questions about the Father? Because right above this verse, uh, one of his disciples says, hey, show us the Father. Show us so that we can be uh, satisfied, so that we can be uh, one finally. And Jesus said, I've been with you the whole time. If I'm speaking to you, it's because the Father is speaking to you. Everything I'm saying is coming from the Father so that you may know that the Father is in me and I'm going to be with you and I'm in you. So that's, that's a really big truth being revealed to the disciples at that moment. We need to understand that as believers in Christ out there today that God is with us because He was with Jesus and Jesus was with us. We have a direct connection to God through the Holy Spirit because of what Jesus did on this earth and what he said. He said, I, I only speak these things because the Father dwelleth in me and I'm speaking because of the Father speaking in me. He's saying, if you want to believe in the Father, believe in me because nobody gets there unless they believe in me. Amen? Glory to God. That's a deeper truth that the Bible is revealing to us, that Jesus was revealing to his disciples at this time. He said, he doeth the works. God does the work. I'm the messenger. He sent me for you to show you. He does the work. We need to understand that we don't have to do the work. Amen? We don't have to do the work. Jesus does the work. The Holy Spirit does the work. The work we, got to, we have to do is to believe in faith and to move in faith and, and to receive God's love for us so that we can reflect that love unto other people and that they may believe that God exists, that He did send His Son Jesus Christ. Amen? That's the work. That's the work that we do and that's the work that He does. Our work is faith and believing and God, is He does the miraculous work. Amen. Above and beyond anything we could ever ask or imagine or think. That's what it says. Ephesians 3.20. Glory to God. John 14, 13 through 14. 
Here's what he says to them. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. Again, who does the works? God. Jesus saying, I, because he's speaking from God. Remember, because Jesus is God. It's a triune God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying, it's I, the Father, speaking through me. I am God. I am the Father. You are seeing him in the flesh. Amen. That's what he's trying to reveal to his disciples. Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 14 says, If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Amen? Now, a lot of people look at this and go, Well, then anything I ask for, I'm going to get. That's not what it's saying. It's saying, When you pray my will, then I'm going to do the work of my will in your life. When you align to me, you get to see it. You get it, it culminates in reality in this time for you. I'm I'm ready to do it. I'm ready and willing to, to do that miracle for you, but you gotta be aligned to my will. You gotta realize who I am in your life. You gotta you gotta commit to me. You gotta love me like I love you. And then when you ask in my name, then I will do it. I will perform the miracle. I will bring things into existence for you. I will align your life to my will for your life. If we commit to God and we love Him like He loved us first. Glory to God. Amen. That's a revelation that He was given to His disciples. And I hope you're receiving that this morning. So, again, number one, He loves us by His desire to communicate all things to us through his son Jesus. It's only through Jesus Christ. It's only through the Holy Spirit that God is going to be able to reveal those things to you that he wants to prepare you for ahead of time. Glory to God. Number two, God loves us by showing it. He shows his love for us. He sent his son to die for us. He, he literally showed love to us in a physical way by sending his son Jesus to walk with us, to live with us, to have pain with us, to be tempted just like us. He did all the things that we face so that we could see that he wants to have an intimate relationship with us here on earth still. And he did it through his son Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for our sins. Even while we were yet sinners, God sent Christ to die for us. Amen. Glory to God. So it says here in John 14, 15, John 14, 15, it says, If ye love me, keep my commandments. Glory to God. If ye love me, keep my commandments. So why can... Why is that God asking us to keep His commandments? Why is He saying, this is how you love me? Because His commandments is His instruction for us. It's, it's what He has for us. And He can say that because He has given Jesus Christ for us. He has purchased us by the blood of the Lamb. We are His people. We are His loved, His beloved people. He wants to love us. And so He says, if you, if you want to love me... Like I loved you, he says, keep my commandments. So what does that say to us as believers, as Christian people on this earth? We, we have to go by 
the words of God. We gotta live by the words of God alone. We cannot live by the words of the world. We cannot live by the instruction of the world. We have to live by the instruction of what God said in his holy word and his commandments to us that he tells us in his holy word and that he reveals to us through the Holy Spirit, through Jesus, amen? It can only be through that that we can show love to God in a true, in a true way. True love to God is by keeping his commandments, his instructions for us. John 14, 20 through 21. John 14, 20 through 21 says, At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. See, there's that connection, there's that intimacy with God. We are in God because of Jesus. Because when we receive Jesus in our heart, or we believe in faith that he, he raised from the dead three days later. He died for my sins. When we believe that in faith and receive that in faith, we also receive God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We receive that into our own life. We believe it. We become one with the Father through the Son, through the Holy Spirit. Verse 21. He that, he that hath my commandments, amen, he that has those, I mean, it's a personal thing. You got to have them. You got to call them your own. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them. Glory to God. So we got to have that in our heart, but then we also got to work in that. We got to keep those commandments. We got we to gotta manifest those things in our own lives because we can't just read about it. We have to be about it. Amen. We read it and then we apply it in our own lives. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he uh, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Wow, that's a revelation of God right there. When we keep his commandments, when we do his commandments, we are loved by God himself. The Father loves us. Jesus loves us. And, and not only that, he says, I'm going to love him. I'm going to love you when you keep my commandments. But it's not just a, I'm going to hug you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to show you. No. The, when God says he's going to love you, God says, I'm going to prosper you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to lead you away from the things that will try to destroy you. I'm going to block the things that are trying to destroy you. I'm going to block the evil one away from you. I'm going to give you a life abundantly above and beyond anything you could ever ask or think. Amen. You're going to live in my love and my love is going to sustain you. That's what he's saying when he says, I will love him. And then it says, I will manifest myself to him. You're going to experience God in a way you never thought possible. He's going to manifest himself to you. He's going to reveal himself to you, who he really is in your life. When we keep those commandments of God, when we follow him truly and we do what he says to do. Glory to God. That's an amazing thing. John 14, 26. John 14, 26. But the Comforter, and here's, here's where it gets exciting for us as Christian believers. The Comforter, the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit is sent in Jesus' name. It is the power of God. It is Jesus. 
and the Spirit to us right now on earth. He said, I'm, I'm leaving. You won't see me in the flesh anymore. But I'm sending the Comforter. I'm sending the Holy Spirit. You're going to feel my power. You're going to experience my love in a deeper way. Glory to God. Whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Remember I said God loves us by communicating all things? That's through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to teach us all things. We can read this Bible and we can ask God for revelation. We can ask God for wisdom through His Word and He is going to give it to us. He's going to teach us all things through the Holy Spirit power. He says He's going to teach you all things and then it says, and bring all things to your remembrance. So not only is he going to teach you, he's going to make sure it stays in here. And he's going to make sure you remember it when the time comes that you have to give an answer for what you believe in. Amen? Because he's going to use you in a mighty way. He's going to use you in the most powerful way God can use you. And that's to bring the gospel to somebody else. That's to bring somebody else to the salvation knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's the most powerful way God can use you. There's other gifts that God wants to give you through the Holy Spirit. But the main one and the reason he gives us those is to spread his word, his gospel to other people. So you can be confident when you read the Bible. Because if you have Jesus in you, you have the Holy Spirit power and understanding through the Holy Spirit in you. When you read the Bible, God's going to reveal things to you to share with somebody else. It's meant for somebody. He's using you to bring somebody else into the kingdom. That's exciting. That's the way we want to be used by God. That's the way we want to be loved by God, is by loving other people. And by loving other people, you love God in a way that He wants to be loved. That's how we love God, is by loving other people and by bringing them the gospel of God. His message, His word, through us, through the Holy Spirit's understanding that, that the understanding that the Holy Spirit gives us when we get into this word, when we pray and seek God, when we fast and get close to God, we that's intimacy with God. That's how we get closer to God. Amen. Glory to God. He's revealing this to us in his word. So he's going to he's going to teach us all things, bring all things into remembrance, and then it says Whatsoever I have said on and, and whatsoever I have said unto you, talking to the disciples, he says, he says, I, everything I've said to you, the Holy Spirit is going to bring it back to you. Everything I've taught you, you're going to remember, and, and 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 the Holy Spirit is going to bring it back to you. The disciples at this moment in time, they were still kind of confused. They were still trying to figure out. What is he really saying about this? What is he saying he's leaving and he's coming back and he'll be with us and then he won't? What is all this that he's saying? He was preparing them for what was about to happen. Remember, God wants to prepare you ahead of time. He doesn't want you to be caught blindsided by anything. He wants you to, he wants to reveal things to you. A lot of times we think, oh my goodness, why is this happening? Oh, oh Lord, why this, why that? When God said what well, he's saying to you, I could have already prepared you for this. If you, if you would just seek me, if you would just love me like I love you, then you would have been prepared for this. And you are prepared because I've given you all the tools you need. I've sent my son to die for you. I've given you my holy word. And, and I've given you the ability to ask for wisdom through the Holy Spirit. He's given us all the tools. We just have to seek God. We have to get closer to God. We got we to gotta move toward God. 
in love so that he can move in love in our lives and for other people. Glory to God. Number three, the last thing this morning, God loves us by praying for us. How awesome is that? Have you ever prayed for somebody? Have you, has anybody ever asked you to pray for them? That's a major responsibility, and it's a tremendous honor to be able to do that for somebody, to, to, to bring their need to God, to humble ourselves and say, I'm going to serve you by bringing your needs to, to God, to the Lord God Almighty, and by praying in Jesus' name for you. That's a mighty thing. That's a wonderful thing. Guess who, does, who did that first? Guess who taught us to do that first? God through his son Jesus. Amen. God taught us all that. But not only that, he prays for us. Jesus himself is sitting at the right hand of the Father right now and he's praying for you right now. He's interceding for your life. He wants you to understand that he loves you and that all things work together for good for all those that are called according to his purpose and righteousness. Amen. He wants you to understand that. And he's praying for you at the right hand of God right now. Amen. Look at John 17, 11. John 17, 11. And, and, and if you get time to read the Bible today, and I hope you make time to read your word today, read John 17. Because that's where Jesus begins to... It's a whole prayer that Jesus is praying for himself to be ready and then Jesus prays for his disciples to be ready. And that's, that's, that's a powerful thing of what Jesus says to God for us. L look at these verses and really get into these verses and see what Jesus prayed for you. Even back then, what his prayer for, prayer for you was to God as a believer, as a disciple in Jesus Christ. Uh, John 17, 11. And now I am no more in the world, but these that are in the world... Uh, and I come to thee, Holy Father. He's, he's bringing us to him. He's making intercession for us. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me. Jesus said, keep them, God. Those that you gave me to minister to, keep them. That's the prayer that we should pray for the people that God has given us. Who has God given you to pray for? Who has God put in your path to pray for? You got family members that need to be saved. You got friends that need to know Jesus in a deeper way, that they need to be saved. Everybody has friends that need to be saved. Everybody has family members that need to be saved. Everybody knows somebody that needs to know Jesus in a deeper way, that needs to understand the love of God in a deeper way. Who are you praying for? Who are you bringing in? Who are you making intercession for? Just like Jesus is making intercession for us here in this word, he wants us to do the same for those that we love, that we want to see saved. It says, Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. Glory to God. That's the prayer Jesus has for us, that we may be one with God, one with the Father, through the Son, through Jesus Christ, and through the Holy Spirit power, that we could be one with that. What does that mean to you, to be one with God? Has that even been a possibility in your mind? Have you ever thought about that? That you can be one with the Father through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit? That, I don't know about you, but that, that brings me chills. That brings me to, to a higher form of thinking about who God really is 
in me through Jesus Christ. Verse 14, I have given them thy word. Jesus says, I gave them your word. Who have you given God's word to? Who are you sharing the gospel to? I have given them my word, and the word hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. The world. So, so we need to ask ourselves this question. Are we comfortable in the world? Or, or we are, not, are we uncomfortable with the world? Because if we're comfortable with the world, then we're not comfortable with the Word of God. Because the Word of God is in total contrast to the world. That's, that's something we got to think deeply in ourselves. That's something i got to think about myself and say, am I comfortable with what's happening? Or is it, is it, does it grieve my spirit? Because if it doesn't grieve my spirit, then I'm not one with God. Because it says here that the world hated them that received the word. Why? Because the world doesn't want the word of God. The world doesn't want to understand the love of God. And it's fighting against that. It's fighting against Christians today so that the gospel doesn't get preached, that the gospel doesn't get sent out, that people don't get saved so that they go to hell. Amen? That's what the world wants. That's what the prince of this world wants. Satan, he wants everybody in hell. He doesn't want everybody to be blessed. He doesn't want them to receive the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So it's going to fight against the Christian. That's why the world, it says here that the world hated them to receive the word. So just understand this. If you're out there today and you're a Christian, you're a believer in Christ, and you are kind of comfortable with the world, then we really need to look at ourselves and go, I shouldn't be this comfortable with the world. I, I should be out there fighting against this world through the Spirit, through the Word of God, through prayer and intercession for my family. I shouldn't be comfortable with one of my family members in sin. I shouldn't be comfortable when I know that they need Jesus. I got a battle right now by getting on my knees, by getting one with God, by getting in this word, by praying and fasting and really reaching out to God. Because if I do that, my God says that He would do the work. That He does the miracle working. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So it says, even as I am not in the world. Verse 17. Verse 17. Here's the other thing that Jesus prays for us. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Oh man, that's awesome. Jesus saying, sanctify them through your word, God. When they get into your word, sanctify them. Bless them, separate them, make them holy unto you. When we get into the word of God, we separate ourselves from everything of this world. We say, God, I'm getting into this word because your word is truth. And this is how I get cleansed. This is how I get sanctified through your word. Jesus said, sanctify them through your word. Your word is truth. Verse 25 and 26. This is the ending of that prayer in this chapter. Again, please go back and read all of this. You're going to feel the love of God today if you read the prayer that Jesus prayed for you. Intercession to God. Uh, verse 25. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. There again is the connection to us to God through Jesus Christ. Verse 26, And I have declared unto them thy name. Again, who have you declared God's name to? Who have you declared Jesus to? I have declared to them, unto them thy name, and will declare it. And the love wherewith thou hast loved me 
may be in them and I in them. That is the true love that God has for you. Glory to God. He, we, see, we declare, we declare the existence of God through His love. Uh, we, he loved us. Now we must love and act in love to show the world a better way. The only way is through the love of God, through Jesus Christ. Amen. If you want to make a lifelong decision to follow Jesus Christ, pray this with me. Dear God, I am a sinner. I am sorry and I repent of my sins. I accept your free gift of grace that was your son Jesus, his death on the cross for the forgiveness of all my sins. Come and live in my heart and I make you the Lord of my life. Amen. If you pray, prayed that prayer with me, I want you to know that you're freed from sins. You're a, you have become a new creation in God because of Jesus Christ. The next steps are crucial. The next steps are very important. If you've made this decision to follow Jesus Christ and to follow Him the rest of your life, find a good Bible preaching church. Get connected to the Christian community that believe in Jesus Christ and preach according to the full gospel of the Bible. Begin to study that Bible and then follow the Spirit's call for your life. I'm excited for you and your decision that you have made. And I'll be praying with you that God will lead you through the Holy Spirit to the salva full salvation knowledge that He has for you. God bless you. Well, that concludes this episode of The Encounter. Thank you for taking time to meditate on the Word today. God bless you, and may the Spirit of God guide and lead you always. Thank you.